Welcome to So Many Places to Go, the podcast for meeting and event professionals. You can catch updates and info at the end, but right now, let's get going with a new episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to So Many Places to Go today. We are back again today talking about Reno Tahoe, and we've got Roma and Marcus. And of course, today I've got back with me, Lynn, from IMM as our hosts today. And we are in part three of our Reno Tahoe series. So we're learning a ton and we've already covered a few things. We know that you guys are the biggest little city. You've dispelled some of the rumors about old Reno. We've talked about um, the facilities that are owned by the Convention and Visitors Authority. And we've also gotten some scoop about Harris and his car collection. And um, so for our listeners, if you are totally wondering where you're coming into this, Pause now, go back, listen to part one and part two, so you can get the overview about everything about Reno Tahoe, then you can dive into the facilities, and then um, we've got two more. So today, we're going to talk about hotels and districts and the culinary, which we all want to know about the food, and um, and then we've got a part four coming too, so don't forget to go check out that one. And before we get started, let's just check in. Roma, Marcus, Lynn, guys, how are you today? Oh, well, I'm doing great, and I can't wait to hear about all the different hotels and the different restaurants. Being a foodie and a lover of spas, I can't wait to hear what you've got to offer. That's wonderful. Yes, we're ready, and we're super excited for this opportunity for episode number three. Thank you, IMM team. Let's go. Good, good. Let's do it. Well, we're, we're all back again today. Even though this is part three, we're in new outfits. <laughs> Some of us are in new locations. We've got new information to go. So it's a brand new day and we are ready to dive in. So we're going to let Roma Marcos walk us through the information. Here's some highlights and some details. So as we, as we dive into this, Marcus, we know, you know, part of the reason for this podcast is to be able to have a conversation and for Lynn and I to really bring the meeting professional event planner perspective. And, you know, as we go into talking about hotels and districts, as a planner approaches these conversations, we're normally starting with, okay, who am I looking for today? Who am I representing today? What is my group? How many people do I have? And then I kind of start looking at what property fits that. So, you know, we laugh about this all the time. Square footage is so much detailed. It doesn't always compute to our brains. But if, if you're telling me, you know, if I'm say I have 300 people and you can tell me this property is really ideal for a group of maybe a small group or an incentive, or a group of 300, or this group is really ideal for a large conference. I think that'll really help our listeners kind of start to navigate which ones are good for them to go dive in deep on and get all that nitty gritty detail and breakout rooms and which ones to kind of, you know, keep in their back pocket. So um, I know that you guys will walk us through all that today and that'll be super helpful. So with that, why don't you kind of give us, give us the highlights. What are we talking about today? What are we looking at? And since you kind of mentioned me, I'll, I'll hop in here. We've said this a little bit in past episodes that there are so many great options. We have so many large mega resorts, but then we have really intimate boutique hotels as well. And with the mix of properties that we have in Reno Tahoe, there truly are a ton of options. So any group could really see themselves in a number of our hotels, and they're only limited by what their peak nights would be. And the other part that we're going to cover is just the personalities of these resorts. Some of them are, are large independents. So 
you're not familiar with them, what it's not a brand, that sort of thing. So that's where we're here to help with that. We're also here to help with, you know, is walkability important? If it isn't, we can highlight that too. Some of our resorts uh, stand alone. Just to kind of dive in, we have eight hotels that have between 800 and 2,000 rooms each. Some of those have, yeah, some of those have uh, as much as 200,000 square feet of space. We really are where the, the country's largest alpine lake collides with the biggest little city in the world. So as we hop in here, whether you're looking at a mega resort or a boutique hotel, there, there's no shortage of lodging options. I'll, I'll let Roma pop in and kind of discuss a little bit about the health and safety and, and how we're executing groups here. Sure. Thank you, Marcus. So the area hotels worked very diligently with their training their staff, acquire all the PPE, and then uh, put protocols in place to welcome the guests to the properties back safely. And that's been actually happening since last June. From, uh, so so the, the city is moving forward with the safety and measure, measures in place. We are uh, you know, following everything, but we are open. We're open for the executive meetings and we also are actually able to take a little bit larger meetings now. So we mentioned this in episode one, but we definitely wanna reiterate it again. So as of today, which is February 25th, we are at 35% capacities or 50 people per room for the smaller meetings. That will change on March 15, and we will move on to 50% capacities or 250 people for a meeting. And then on May 1st, which we're super excited about, it will actually go to the local jurisdictions to decisions on how we're moving forward. So we're working on plans right now. Looks like everything's moving the right direction. So we're super excited for that. And talking about where we are now, Lynn and I were actually on a call, Lynn, maybe a couple of weeks ago, and someone asked the question of where's a good place to take a group of 500 now? And then everybody started chiming in on the chat, on the chat. What about now? What about August? What about here? And, and I feel like now I wish we could go back and say Reno's open. <laughs> so what is that? I mean, obviously you guys are, you're available. So if a group needs to know now, and of course we're recording this at the end of February, but we know that this is going to be, you know, something continuing through the year. You know, you want our listeners to know, it sounds like you guys are open and you're continuing to grow capacity. Yes, that, that is true. And the, and the um, anticipation with our partners to the South and Las Vegas is we really have one focus and the state of Nevada really has a great track record of executing gatherings since the reopening in June. And we're following all the guidelines and we anticipate these capacity levels to continue going up. And we understand for the next two and a half months, is someone gonna need something right away? Maybe not, but what we've been told and, and what we're operating under is progress and moving forward and openness. We're always looking to the future. Planners usually have needs that are much more further out than in the year for the year. But we understand that other communities and other areas in the United States aren't as open right now. And I think that's a big advantage for our area. And we have solutions. And we'd love to talk with you about what you may need. So talking about capacity and the variety and, and the savings going on, I talked about the, the count of convention hotels. So all in, really, for first-class hotel rooms and suites, we're at uh, we're at 15,500 
And the majority of what we represent is in Reno and Sparks, um, right here in the, in the valley, in the high desert, set against the Sierra Nevada mountains. But we also represent great properties in Lake Tahoe as well. So if you, if you need a more resort-oriented retreat, or if you want to do a pre-post or tag on something that involves Lake Tahoe, we do represent hotels there. And, and as I mentioned, these properties are very close to the convention center. They're very close to the airport. Most of them feature multiple restaurants at multiple price points. We've got pools, spas, health clubs, shopping. Food and beverage is 20% below the national average. Tax is 8.27, and that's on F&B and sales tax, 8.27. And the average F&B gratuity is 15 to 20%, which is very competitive. Oh, yep. And a lot of these properties offer complimentary round-trip airport shuttles, mm-hmm. free parking, free valet. And, and of course, our larger resorts, are uh, most of them are gaming, uh, but it's not as distracting. The, the meeting space is built away from the casino floor. It's more of an amenity, not a focus. Quite some time ago, we really, our, our identity is more about the outdoors and adventure and scenic beauty and exploring outside. And that sort of, that's a good synergy with, with our resorts and, and how they position their, their gaming. Right. I think that's a really good way to put it, that's a, that it's an amenity and not the focus. Because that really does make it sound like a bonus and extra if you want to leverage it. And again, from our planner perspective, when we're taking this information back to a client to explain the property, you know, you're not saying, well, this one is a casino, right? It's not this one is a, con- a casino. This one has gaming. If we want to do that, we can tag that on and our, our members, our attendees will love that or they can choose something different. So I think that's good from that perspective to know how to navigate that conversation. Quick question for you from one who does tend to have a little bit of altitude uh, sickness when I first arrive in the area. What is the altitude like uh, in Reno versus Tahoe, the area? Roma, I'm happy, happy to answer that real quick. Our city elevation is 4,400 feet. The mountains that we sit up against top out at about 10,700 feet. And then literally when you head back down those mountains and come to the, the shores of the lake, you're, you're almost right about the same elevation that Reno is, roughly 6,000 feet. And it's, it's interesting because it shows you how intense those mountains are, but not as intense as some other mountain destinations. The acclimation, once you arrive, it isn't as severe. It's not a mile high. It's also kind of an interesting byproduct that a lot of athletes live in our area and train here because they can go down to sea level, perform, no problem. They can also go up. So it's, it's, not, it's not a big acclimation issue for a lot of our guests coming from sea level. So there are some people like me. So there went my two to three day site visit because I need a day to acclimate now. Well, it, 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 you know, perhaps, and some, some folks do, it isn't as severe as some other high altitude cities. It's okay. Now we just have to spend more time there. I know. Right. That's right. It. I know Roma is going to recommend some spas as we get there. <laughs> yes, yes. And we'll do little by little. We'll be in Reno a little bit. Then we'll move to Tahoe a little bit higher. Yeah, we'll just slowly work our way through then. <laughs> For yes. health, of course. 
health, health and safety first, always. I think it's a good question to ask if someone's never been in the area. And I'll tell you why. My first trip to uh, Park City, Utah, I had no idea of, of altitude sickness. And when I arrived, and by the time I walked to my room, I remember calling long distance to my husband and saying, something is wrong with me and I don't know what, but I, I really feel funny. And uh, when I, I'm not that quiet and shy that when I went to meet with the group, I said, I have to tell you, I'm experiencing something and I don't know if I'm getting sick. They knew right away what was wrong and told me how I had to take it slow and a lot of liquid and no wine tonight kind of thing. And so I, I think it's a good question to put on a list for a first time visitor to your location if they've never been to the mountains or anything. I, because like I said, I, it really frightened me because I had no idea what was happening. And uh, it did take me a little time to adjust. Yes, Lynn, you're, you're right. Yep, we tell people hydrate. If they don't have any portions of the program that are going up to Lake Tahoe or being in the mountains, that 4,000 level area, it can really help to just hydrate a little before your visit and then during your visit. And uh, yeah, maybe let the first night go without alcohol, perhaps. Yeah, it, overall, it, it is pretty approachable. It is pretty doable, but it is, it is a great question. And, and certainly it can come up and does come up. So I will make sure to check our client profile form that we have that listed. Great idea. Well, and come on now, I wanna hear about all the hotels, the luxury hotels. Let's start at the top. Yeah, oh, start at the top? To kind of run us through, right? The resorts and casinos and, and spas. So let us hear it. Yeah, so we the way we put our list together to kind of walk you through the city we're going to start at the convention center and talk about that, which would be the Atlantis property. Then we'll move about mile down to the Peppermill Resort, which is easy five block walk, or you can we can always provide a shuttle for that as well. You then move on to downtown Reno, which is about two and a half miles down to downtown. And that's where the row is, which is the, a combination of three properties all under one roof. Also in downtown, we have Whitney Peak Hotel, which is a boutique hotel with the world's tallest uh, climbing wall. We talked about that. Yeah. The Sun Serena, which is the Marriott property, is also in downtown, currently the only property on the river. Sands Regency Casino, we'll talk and touch on that a little bit later, but there's a huge, huge billion dollar transformation happening there. Serena Suites is also a new little project happening because Harris Resort closed, which was owned by Caesars. And when the, when the transaction happened that Caesars and Eldorado Resort merged, Harris has been sold. So Reno Suites is instead of that. Then we move on five minutes down the expressway to the Nugget, which is in our sister city, Sparks. So the Nugget Casino and also five minutes south of that would be the Grand Sierra Resort which is only five minutes from the airport or five minutes from downtown. So we kind of just circle all around the city, the 15 minute city, right? From the airport to downtown or all across. And then we'll take about 45 minute drive and at land in Lake Tahoe. So that's kind of how we set up to talk about the properties. Does that sound good? Perfect. Yep. And within, within our, 
you know, our one of our jewels at the Lake Lake Tahoe is the Hyatt Regency Lake Tahoe Resort Spa and Casino. Um, that's in Incline Village, which we've mentioned in in other episodes. That little town there. Okay, so so walk us through it. We've some of these names we recognize right off. You mentioned Marriott and Hyatt, but we know that you've got independent hotels and some of the bigger brands. So talk to us about the mix of that or how it's all put together. You you take us on the journey. Awesome, Katie. Yeah. So as I said, uh, most of our larger convention properties are independents. Nothing wrong with that. Actually, it's quite an advantage. We hear from planners all the time that the owner is on site. They're devoted to working with us. We're talking about all kinds of different creative contracting and that sort of thing. Because of that, also, our convention and visitors authority is, is elevated. In many ways, they, they are not represented by global sales teams or national sales teams. We end up being the national sales team for them. We have wonderful associates all over the country in strategic areas. And so we're getting the word out about them in those markets. When you, when you say we, you're talking about you and Roma and all the associates and the remote sales representatives with the Reno Tahoe CVA. That's correct. And just so you know where we have folks, I'll, I'll go from coast to coast. We have uh, a gentleman named Charles, who is in the Sacramento area. We have David, who's in the Los Angeles area. Of course, Roma in Dallas. We have Alita in Denver. We have Maddie in Chicago. Then we have Jennifer in the D.C. area. And then we have Sean in, it, in Atlanta, and then, of course, we, we, we have people like myself who sit right in Reno. We have a, a fabulous sports team that's made up of three folks that are headed by a gal named Shelly. It's quite robust. It's a great way for us to leverage their knowledge of these markets and to allow them to spend more time with clients and less time traveling back and forth. It's been a great formula for us. It really works. Every Convention and Visitors Bureau is different, but these uh, regional directors of sales come in for sites. I also support them on sites. And, and something to note, just skipping back to hotels, is the quality of these independents, the service, the staff. It, we go toe-to-toe with all the big brands out there. I mean, we love brands. And actually, Reno's getting a lot more attention from brands, and we'll cover that. The brands that we have for on the convention side would be Hyatt, Marriott, and Caesars Entertainment. So we're really happy with all those. And when you look at the major brands, Marriott, as I said, Hyatt, Best Western, Hilton, Wyndham, Intercontinental, Choice Hotels, they all have a presence and a footprint here. It might be at an extended stay or limited or select service, but those those opportunities also exist here. And we think that's only going to grow. And we'll talk about IHG that's really got their eyes set on us as well. And, and the Kempton brand. But and when I talk, we'll talk about the inventory breakdown a little bit. Lynn asked about this in an earlier episode. Well, how about Airbnb? You know, what sort of options like that exist? And we're definitely, we have those. And it's because of a lot of second homeowners, mostly in the Lake Tahoe area. Within our bed base alone, within our county, we're counting and recording about 950. So not a ton but certainly enough and certainly there is a presence. So we do have a dynamic lodging community and it does include Airbnb, VRBO. Uh, we also have other things like RV parks, you know, things of that nature. 
vacation rentals. So we just thought we would we would offer that up just to really tie a nice bow on that for Lynn because that was a good question. Well, uh, well, that's good to know because there's so many people who do take advantage of that. The one thing I can say about dealing with maybe uh, more independent owned hotels is that you have much more leverage contract wise than with the big brands and not have to go to corporate for approvals, et cetera. So I think that is a great advantage knowing that you've got the owner on property. If there's a question, if there's a need, you get an answer right away. So that that is good to know. So you've given us a really good overview, but I think we want to dive into a couple of them. You know, this is called so many places to go. And our goal here is to highlight a lot of the, you know, we want to do specifics, but we also have so much to cover, right? So we want to really get the highlights about some of these properties you've talked about. You know, I think people here at Atlantis and that obviously perks your ears up. And then um, you, you kind of shared a few with us the other day, but I think we're going to get some more detail on a few of them now. Yes, absolutely. And I'm excited to share more about the casinos and, and the hotels that we have in the area. And the reason is, is because there's a lot of awesome stories about them talking about independently owned. There's a lot of history. I mean, these places have been around since early 70s, right? Mm-hmm. Owned by by the family or by one individual. And then these people are still around. So anyways, we have a little fun facts about each of them as well. And I started. So the Atlantis Casino Resort and Spa, one in Reno, and it's been around forever, right? So that's the original Atlantis, let's say. So we're two miles from downtown. We are in heart of the convention center corridor. We're actually attached to the convention center with that bridge, the sky bridge, that's only 500 steps, easy. So it's a triple A, four diamond resort. They have 824 rooms. So think about that, 824 rooms. And I did a little research since you guys are sitting in Houston, right? So I wanted to compare just, just for the comparison reason. Your largest hotel in Houston, as far as I know, is Hilton Americans Houston, right? 1200 and the Marriott downtown. Right. So 1200 rooms is your largest hotel in Houston. Our largest hotel here is 1900. That's single property, 1900 rooms, right? We'll get to that. Is that the pepper mill? No, that's the Grand Sierra. I just wanted to put that out. So as we talking about our listeners can think about in the biggest little city in the small town, what kind of properties we have, you can take this property put it anywhere in Dallas or Houston, it's going to be one of the top hotels, right? right. Think about that. So again, back to Atlantis, four dining resort, luxurious accommodations. They, the only property in Reno that has concierge hotel tower. Amazing because it comes with breakfast and sweets and extra services. That's where all our meeting planners are staying, right? When they come to the property. Does have a casino as we mentioned, but it also has Forbes travel guide, four-star spa. Lynn, I can smell right now just talking about the spa because once you walk into that area, you don't never want to leave. <laughs> Amazing. You know, a lot, of, a lot of properties have lots of suites on property. So for example, this 824-room hotel has 105 suites. So think about the percentage there, the ratio. Yeah, lots of suites options. So for upgrades, we love upgrading. Oh, we love that. Did you hear that, planners? They love upgrading. Yes. Their meeting space, they do have their own meeting space, which is 50,000 square feet with the largest ballroom of 14,000. 
there are groups that come in and just stay at the property and have a nice meeting. You know, 300 room group can have their own meeting space and be on be in in just in a hotel. But with the corridor, they will become your headquartered hotel when we citywide convention. And Rama, you say citywide. We talked about this in another episode. In Reno, what does a citywide look like? What is that? So the citywide can be about 15,000 people. We easily can hold 15,000 people with, you know, five, 6,000 rooms a night. That's, yep. that's, we're totally capable of doing that. Because of our convention, that is 600,000 square feet. Uh, we mentioned that it's two miles from the airport. So Atlantis is two miles with complimentary shuttle. So think about all the savings you are having already as, you, as we're talking about this. Complimentary Wi-Fi on property. You'll find that throughout a lot of resorts in the area. 10 dining options. You don't have to leave this place, right? And it starts from the high-end steakhouse, amazing steakhouse, to their uh, casual eateries. So something for everybody depends on your budget. And I can just say from, from a planner's perspective, we don't usually get to get out and leave and, you know, all the amazing restaurants that are two blocks away. We don't get to see those unless we stay over a little longer. So to have those options are great for all of your behind the scenes, all of your crew, everybody who's really hunkered down at the hotel. That's good for us too. I mean, we're, of course, we're looking for our members and our guests, our attendees, but a little something for us isn't too bad either. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. So the fun fact, right? Atlantis opened, uh, traced its roots back to 1972. When it was 142 motel that was purchased by David Farahi and his brother-in-law. Today, David's two sons, John Farahi is the CEO and the chairman of the corporation. And his brother, David Farahi, is the chief operating officers of Monarch Casino and Resorts. So it's a sister property. They do have another property, which is in Colorado, an hour north of Denver. Brand new build, just recently opened like a month ago. Absolutely beautiful. So this company, this this little mom and pop, right? Went from one property to two properties. And still the family still has part of it. And it's I love that part. That's the that's the fun part for me. Yeah. yeah. It, it's an entrepreneurial story. You'll you'll hear that thread through a lot of these uh, large independents that we have. They started off quite humble and put everything they had into these. And uh it's it's inspiring. It's interesting for us to be in the cradle of the West and sort of have that pioneering spirit behind us. But then that carries through to present day um, with some of our lodging partners as well. And I might want to put a little disclaimer too, that um, this Atlantis resort is, is not affiliated with the Atlantis in Bahamas. It's not. That was going to be one of my questions. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anticipated yeah. your needs, Lynn. <laughs> hey, well, I'll, I'll uh, head up the street to, to the Peppermill Resort Spa Casino. And this is Associated Luxury Hotels International Affiliate, A-L-H-I Affiliate. So that's a really nice. So Alhi is part of, that's part. I was going to ask you if anything was uh, part of the Alhi group. I've been on their uh, advisory board, industry board. Yes, ma'am. They are a great group to work with. Yes. And they're right in Dallas, right? Well, so as Mike Dominguez is here. Yes. Yeah. We love Mike. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. Oh, thanks, Roma. Yeah. And and I'll say too about the Atlantis and the Peppermill, they're both AAA four diamond. Um, They uh, work hard to maintain that. So is the Hyatt Regency Lake Tahoe. 
And I'll tell you that some of our other resorts are trending that direction as well. Um, but those are three that definitely carry that AAA um, certification. For, for planners out there wondering, you know, some people are going to be really familiar with what that means and the weight that that carries. And some might be thinking, what does that mean in terms of this property? So what is what special things or what um, luxuries is it that makes these properties meet that standard? You know, when I worked for Hyatt, um, the AAA for Diamond rating, it has all kinds of things like, you know, all the way from like an iron in the room to 24-hour <laughs> desk, you know. It, it, it's so interesting. That, that's why I say like many of our other hotels could could easily be there, but they may not have a robe or something in the suites, you know. So they are significant things. They are, they are quality things. They are, um, you know, on the AAA side, I'm not a, a, an inspector, but they come around often and, and they have their annual audit. And we could probably dive into that a little better if, if we work for AAA, but um, I did not bring that list with me today. No, that's good. But I think that's good to hear that even though a property may be listed as, as for a diamond, and that's great to hear. It does mean that there are some standards in place and that they're they're being looked at there, have a rating, but your other hotels, just because they are not rated that, doesn't mean that they're any lesser. It just means you've got different things in place and different evaluators. So really it doesn't necessarily make it better than any others. It just means that it does have a nice standard in place. Absolutely. You're completely correct, Katie. As Roma said, we'll we'll go up five blocks. Uh, on the street here, and, and we'll go to the Peppermill Resort Spa Casino. What's interesting about the the Peppermill and the Atlantis, they make a great one-two combination for any convention center group. It's very easy for Peppermill guests to board group shuttles and get to our convention center. And, and the contracting between the 1,621-room Peppermill and the 824 room Atlantis can really accommodate a lot of conventions. So you, what, what you find the pepper mill, kind of a Tuscan style from the exterior, but very contemporary, really great style, you know, the old world style, but, but also contemporary at the same time, amazing amenities. This is one of those properties that has, out of the 1600 rooms, 600 suites. So. You know, everyone. I know, really. It's it, it's sort of a great byproduct of being in a gaming destination that they but they dote upon groups with these suites as well. One hundred and six thousand total square feet of space, and Northern Nevada's you you won't find a ballroom this big on the West Coast. You know, very much closer to the area than sixty two thousand square feet clear span space. Part of that is is load bearing too. So they'll put they'll do product reveals, whether that's a water ski boat or they'll do heavy equipment. So there's some really cool flexibility with that very large ballroom. And extensive AV and technology. This is something great that that we see there, the, the windows of the world, right? There's all these screens throughout the whole property and the the videos that are being shown are from seven continents, 30 countries. There's, there's over 4,100 screens throughout the property. And each video is shot and edited, produced by Peppermill's in-house media staff. So it, it's really unique. And any of those sorts of skills are going to transfer to whatever AV needs you might need 
it's such an amazing menu and staff on that regard. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking that their, their spa is ranked the third best hotel spa in the USA. How yep. about that? So far, we got two spots for you to visit, and we're just started with the list. <laughs> that Windows of the World sounds really interesting and so neat and different. I know, you know, that's the art that's in a property is one of the things that always kind of it gives you a certain feeling as you're going through doing a side or doing a fan or something. It really kind of brings it home a little bit. You know, you could talk, you, you want to look and talk about meeting space, but it's those extra touches that make you go, I don't know, I just really like it, you know? I have to say being part of the Al High collection means that, you know, it's a luxury hotel property and, and that automatically, you get a good vision of what you're going to get there service-wise, et cetera. So uh, I think that's important for someone like me to know too, that I like to know, what hotels, you know, are part of that collection. So it's good to know there's one in Reno. Yes, Lynn, for sure. And I wanted just to mention about this window of the world, because it's super hard to describe, right, what this actually is. It's so unique. It's unlike anywhere in the, anywhere you found, in at least in the U.S. So actually, the owner of the property shared with me one time that, you know, he had all the big brands people reach out to him, the Marriott's and the Hyatt's and the Hilton's to buy rights to these images, right? He said, no, this is exclusive for us because it's theirs. He has two people on his staff that travel the world on his payroll. And that's all they do. They take photos and they take videos and they display it all throughout the property. And it's all different, right? It's changing constantly and it's different everywhere. Hmm. I saw it, I, I, I was in awe. And I'll just, I'll just wrap up by saying the pepper mill is actually been recognized by the United States Congress for its sustainability and green initiatives. And why that is, is they have a mile deep geothermal well that heats all their water on property. It is very, it was very forward thinking. We have some of the most active geothermal areas in, in the country here in Nevada. And they have, they went all in on that. And it's just amazing how that has paid for itself in the short time that they've done that. And also our engineering groups, science groups, they love taking tours in that facility, which is, it's very beautiful. Actually, it's tasteful. You wouldn't even know that it's part of, of the engineering of the building. It's set a little bit off to the side and they have a whole staff that can explain that. So we find that to be very unique. And it sort of elevates our area from a sustainability standpoint. You know, Marcus, you mentioned that. And I, I love the talking about sustainability. I think, you know, Lynn and I can both really attest that it's become such an important trend in meeting planning. But I think we can also agree, you know, if, if we're all, if all of us planners are being honest, it's a big undertaking to go through all the steps, to spend that extra time and talk about logistics and, and do all those things. And if they're important, then that's great. But to have a property that's already doing so much, I mean, I already just appreciate if we go and they say, here's the recycling bins, right? Like even that is something that still not everybody is up to speed on. And so to have those things that are already in place that you can kind of feel good about, but, you know, and, and be glad that the property is doing it without necessarily having to overhaul your own meeting logistics and your own plans, and to still still be able to say, you know, you're you're meeting that trend or being a part of that initiative, I think is really nice. Okay, gang, I'm gonna take a quick detour, so stay with me here. 
As you get to know the IMM team as your hosts, we also want you to get to know IMM as a company too. In a nutshell, we are a meeting, events, and consulting firm going on 35 years of great service and relationships. We're bringing you this podcast to support our industry, which is built on some of the things that we also value most, like great relationships, collaboration, and delivering incredible experiences. We work with clients in whatever capacity they need, be it full service or a la carte. So take a minute and type in immwow.com and go check out our list of services to find out more about what we can do for and with you. I might be biased, but I have to say, I love working with our team and I know that you will too. Until then, safe travels and happy listening. Question, where, okay, where are we going next? We're going to the row. So we're going downtown. Okay. So I want to ask about this because this is, this is three resorts, three gaming casinos in one place. So we talked on a, on a previous episode about this was one of the sort of elephant in the rooms about Reno not being Vegas, not being right next door. Right. So for our listeners who haven't heard that yet, tell us a little bit about like Reno's not Vegas and you're not even right next door. Right. Right. And one of the main things, uh, you know, the big difference is we don't have a strip per se. Right. So like Marcus mentioned earlier, we do have some hotels that are scattered either by the convention center district or in Sparks and right by the airport or in downtown where we do have a cluster. And that's where the workability comes in place uh, along the river. So that's kind of a whole other district in itself. Next thing, it's only two and a half miles from the convention center. We've had groups that would have downtown as their headquarters Mm -hmm. and it's an easy transfer back and forth to the convention center for the facilities but they want to stay in downtown so then they can do all the fun stuff after in the evening but you know with walkability part so the row is downtown but it's not taking it over like the strip it's a totally different feeling so tell us about it so the, so the cool thing about the row is that it's in, it's connected by the indoor corridors, right? So on the outside, you can walk into each casino and hotel separately. Like it's just as a normal building, but they're all connected on the inside. And that's what kind of makes it differently when they call it under one roof. Because you can be in Silver Legacy and go to Circus Circus without ever leaving to go outside. So um, that property, all the collection of those properties, total combined for 4,000 guest rooms. The nice part about it, different price points. So you can have a group that will have a student rate and then, you know, executive rate and some in the middle, in between. Um, uh, you know, obviously their big advantage is the downtown location. So close to River Walk District, to the Nevada Field, to the museums and theaters. There again, only three and a half miles from the airport, or that's 10 minutes car ride, complimentary shuttle we mentioned. Um, they have a cool venue at Circus Circus. It's called Midway. So it's like state fair type of thing or carnival theme. And it's really fun for group buyouts. You can do up to a thousand people party there. And if you can think about all the decor and toys and attractions are there. So all you have to order is popcorn and cotton candy and you're good to go. That sounds delicious, you guys. I need a snack. <laughs> and the nice thing, they have they built brand new spa just in 2019, so last year, 20,000 square foot. They can that's the one of the spots they can you can rent out the whole thing, or you can do a room with a private for a private party because they do have a separate room where you can do. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the breakdown is in El Dorado, there is 800 rooms, 815. Silver Legacy is 1,700. Circus Circus, 1,500. So that's kind of the breakdown between. In total, they have over 25 restaurants. Again, we mentioned from different price points to different cuisines, from seafood to steak, everything in between. They have some meeting space that each property has, but that's where they also partner with Reno Event Center and the Reno Ballroom to right. hold larger conferences. Part two. So listeners, if you're wondering more about those properties, go back and listen to part two and you can find out about more specifics about those. And I do want to mention these two uh, fun facts because it's mind blowing, blowing, right? June 2019 from a single property, El Dorado Resort, which just went public in 2014, is poised to become the largest company in the U.S. with the purchase of Caesars Entertainment. So other resort by Caesars Entertainment for $17 billion. It will grow from 26 properties with 18,000 employees to 81 property and 81,000 employees. Think about that. I think, guys, if people didn't understand how big a deal tourism and hospitality is in our economy, they got to know now, right? Like this is bigger than Amazon. Yes, it's big. It's, it, people don't realize it. And so today, I want to read you a little script and then see if you can find a connection. Ferrari Carano is household name among wine lovers throughout the U.S., right? We all know Ferrari Carano wine. The family owns 24 sustainably farmed estate ranches, compromising over 1,500 vineyards across acres in six appellations of Northern California. Okay, so I gave you two different snippets. What do they all have in common? Mr. Carano was the founder of El Dorado Resorts back in the 70s. He, from just one single family, turned into being the owner of Caesars Entertainment now. How cool is that? That's big. <laughs> just in a small little city, Reno, right? Right. It's, it's like hard to think, but it's such, a, such an amazing story. That's incredible. I mean, that just goes back to all the history that you guys have been sharing with us and, you know, the independence and the small families and the stories and just the growth. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, we have to pinch ourselves that that Caesars Entertainment's headquartered here. It's pretty cool. Hey, I'll I'll also say that that this area is is so close to so many walkable things. The Riverwalk is just three blocks away. You've got the Greater Nevada Field where the um, Aces, Reno Aces play. There's museums, theaters throughout. It's very convenient downtown. And we'll stay downtown by kind of hopping over to some of our more boutique and and smaller properties. Renaissance Reno Downtown Hotel. That is, of course, part of the Marriott brand. Uh, 214 rooms, 13,000 square feet of space. Their largest ballroom is 6,200 square feet. And you've got natural light a lot in in their ballrooms here. Of course, it's non-gaming, non-smoking, mm-hmm. also pet-friendly. Adjacent to them, they have a Bundok's Bocce. Uh, basically, it's a Bocce lounge. Um, yeah. This is really catching on. Like um, bocce ball? Right, like bocce ball courts. You could throw a huge party in there. When you combine indoor and outdoor, you can put a 1,000 people. That's what's interesting about even some of our other hotels as off-sites. Groups that are headquartered in different hotel. We'll call Renaissance and their bocce ball lounge and book a big party there. Right. Uh, great restaurants oh, in there uh, right along the Riverwalk. And 
sort of some of the the fun facts are it's close proximity to downtown the riverwalk museums and we're, we're so happy to have that that was a property that was actually gaming before the renaissance brand took it over and converted the whole gaming floor to this bocce ball lounge hmm, interesting yeah so okay so where else i love it let's keep going yeah so we'll just hop over across the river to whitney peak the cool thing about whitney peak it's located right by reno's famous arch Ooh. i do have a picture on my uh when i was doing the orientation i was standing where you can go to the climbing wall and the arena arch was literally right behind me so so cool such a cool uh photo photo shot so it is an independent property it is a boutique we call it boutique even though it has 310 rooms so in some cities it's not called boutique they have 19 suites um 20 000 square feet of space their space is really cool because it takes over the level of the hotel and it's mm. versatile. So you can open all the way up. You can have it breakouts and really good property along with Renaissance for smaller group buyouts. Okay. They, and then uh, hotels love to do that too. So buyout works really well at both Whitney Peak and the Renaissance. No, I was just wondering, I'm, I'm looking, I enjoy looking up a photo when you mention something. So I'm looking at the Reno Arch that you just mentioned. The area there, it's kind of a cool walking area. Yes, it's all walkable. Walk, it's a mile, uh, it's a block from the river and there's restaurants and there's more uh, activity happening and more projects coming, which we're going to talk in a little bit. Uh, another fun thing about this property, they have a concert hall that uh, can hold about 1,000 people, but it can also be used for groups. So it's another option where you can do, even set up a trade show, and it's easily connects to the meeting space level, but it's also accessible from outside. And as we mentioned, it's a Guinness, they're in Guinness World uh, Records, so that's super fun. They are full service, non-smoking, non-gaming, oh. friendly, and very millennial friendly. So- very about this property it's uh, opened in 2017 and they were one of the first properties that partnered with all of like the teslas and panasonics and all the um yeah big tech companies that were moving to the area and providing housing for them oh wow thanks for some really neat kind of out of the box experiences right go check on tesla well you can uh, sit in the lounge or restaurant and you can hear tech conversations you can eavesdrop on these tech conversations and it's pretty cool Oh, that's pretty neat. I love it. Okay. Well, I know we've got so much more to cover, so we might even have to speed up a little bit. Take us to our next property. Sure. I'll introduce that. The Sands Regency Casino Hotel. This is uh, 833 rooms, 200 of which have been newly renovated. About 14,000 square feet of space. They've done a lot of remodeling in the public spaces. And this is owned and managed by Jacobs Entertainment. They are engaged in a, a billion-dollar mixed-use development downtown called Reno's Neon Line District, which incorporates huge displays of art. Some of them are that are part of our large art festival called Burning Man. Some of them that are light up. It's going to be a very vivid area where people can congregate and even go to shows and outdoor amphitheaters and that sort of thing. So Jacobs Entertainment is very much involved in this renovation and this transformation of, of this part of downtown. We were talking about downtown. It's about six blocks by six blocks. So it's very compact. It sits right up against the Truckee River where our Riverwalk area is. And we're excited about what's happening near the sands. 
That's neat. So if you're coming in and you went somewhere where you can just kind of know that you can walk out the door and find plenty to do and not have to over plan, that's a really good spot to be. And when you say, Marcus, you say mixed use, is that sort of what we're seeing this trend of like live, work, play? That's what's going on here. So there's traffic right there. Yep. Retail, restaurants. Awesome. Okay. So where next? Next, we'll go to uh, five minutes down the street to Sparks, Nevada. Um, and it's the Nugget Casino, 1,300 rooms, all been remodeled. All, I mean, and again, this property goes back to 1955. Ooh. Talking about fun fact. The history and the remodel. Do we get to keep some of the history? The child? Uh, I think there's a lot of stories. Again, the stories. Uh, but basically, when Marnell Corporation came in and purchased this property, they did a huge, complete revamp. Revamp of everything. The room product, the meeting space, uh, restaurants, their top steakhouse is amazing. So the, uh, another nice thing about them, they take over one floor of the meeting space in a casino. You drop down from sleeping room straight to the meeting space. So mm -hmm. if you want to have a secure meeting without any outsiders coming in, it's possible. Very flexible. Their largest room is 49,000 square feet. So big ballroom, lots of small breakouts very, very flexible. Um, they're only 10 minutes from the airport or uh, convention center. So we do utilize them as overflow hotel. On site, they'll have six, eight restaurants and six lounges. So many options, but I don't want to uh, miss to mention that the sense of arrival, when you come in to check in, you feel like you're in a corporate hotel. The casino is really far away. You don't even see it. Then you go into your sleeping rooms through the elevator banks and it's a really nice sense of arrival there. So uh, just to kind of qualify, Sparks is like Dallas, like Richmond would be, or um, it's yes. a separate city, but yet it's it's like going into like in, in Houston, if you went to Richmond, Texas, it's still part of Houston. But, so Sparks is really basically part of Reno, but it's its own little city. So yes, that's okay. exactly. I've never heard of Sparks until we started having our conversation. And I just wanted to clarify what Sparks is to Reno. It's it's a separate city, but yet it's, I, I don't know, how, how would you? I think, Lynn, like in Houston, we say, you know, everything is the greater Houston area, right? And right. like sort of the fingers right out of official city limits is, the Woodlands and Katy and Clear Lake and Richmond and everything right. is right there touching it. So Sparks would kind of be a part of that greater Reno area then, right? Yes. The only thing, you're only five minutes from downtown here. Super, super quick. Right. right. Yeah. It's 30 minutes, but we won't get into all that. <laughs> yeah. And something to mention from the meeting perspective uh, as meeting planners source our properties, like let's say through Cvent. Mm -hmm. He might sometime will miss Nugget because it's in uh, Sparks and it will not pull up on the Reno list, right? So if you think sourcing is, is something to definitely keep in mind. Okay, so all of our listeners who are thinking about Reno should make sure that they also check for Sparks because it's going to include all of this that falls under under your authority. Yes, awesome. yes. Thank you for mentioning that. Another, uh, an awesome uh, project that they just finished and they didn't get to use it because of COVID was their outdoor concert and arena. So I think like two concerts, but um, interesting, Toby Keith 
opened in June 2019. And then soon after, you know, it, it had to stop operating. But it's an outdoor 8,500 uh, seats, new everything. It was just literally clean slate and it's right outside their door. So you can walk out and enjoy a great concert outdoors. So I think it's going to be a popular venue now, right? With all the outside social distancing aspects um, requirements. For sure. Some of the first to get going, I'm sure, with the outdoor. Okay, so Romo, what are our fun facts on this property? So the fun facts, like I mentioned, there's in 1955, it was a 60-seat coffee shop with only a handful of slot machines. You know, the, the owner build more, build one tower, build another tower. So there was one owner, Marcus, correct me if I'm wrong, for about 50 years, right? Yes, John Esquaga. Yeah, so... Uh, Interesting fact, something cool, celebrity showroom, which is still there now. Now it's um, it's called uh, Circus Room, was constructed in 1960 and played host to Liberace, Sergio Franchi, the Osman brothers, and the list goes on, right? So uh, it's pretty interesting, but it's still around. Their primary attraction from 1962 to 1990 was the elephant and her baby. Oh, I love it. We've got lions by the lake and now we've got elephants. It sparks. Yes. Yes. And so now it's operated and owned by Marnell Gaming, which is, um, if you know Las Vegas, they build quite a few different hotels from Bellagio. They had their hands on in Rio. Their latest projects was M Resort, which is outside of just right outside of Las Vegas Strip. They came to Reno, their mother operation, and they did amazing things to the nugget. Okay, so... Let's, let's keep going. I know we have a few more to cover. And I think, Marcus, I think you mentioned earlier Grand Sierra. Are we getting close to that? This is, this is what's up, Grand Sierra Resort. You shared a few notes with us ahead of time. Listeners, I am cheating. Um, you shared a couple of notes with us. And so I have some questions, but I'm going to let you get to them first. Oh, sure. Let's see if I can answer them. 1,993 guest rooms, 250 suites. 200,000 square feet of space with a largest ballroom at 45,000 square feet, very close to the airport, five minutes, eight minutes from the convention center, about the same amount of time to downtown, tons of restaurants, 10 restaurants, eight bars, so much going on that we almost, we, we like to call this the cruise ship on land. There's a 50 lane bowling center. They have this great max action arena now, which is free roaming virtual reality. There's a 5D theater. There's an escape room. They actually have axe throwing and outdoor thrill rides, aqua driving range, go-karts, this huge bungee swing, movie theater, lots of shopping. This is one of those amazing standalone resorts that Reno has. I'm not sure if, if I answered all of your questions there, but they have a huge nightclub that actually has a pool in it. They have an awesome theater that's great for keynotes, seats several thousand, uh, corporate product reveals. This, this was the one that Roma was talking about that, that has the 747 mock jet that kind of rolls out on stage. Okay, that's fantastic. If you guys didn't listen to that before, go back and listen to our first parts because these are some really neat things. There's an airplane inside. I'm sold on that. Marcus, here's my question. What is a 5D theater? So, so you, you've got the 3D mask on, right? But then you're sitting in like a roller coaster that not only rumbles, and, and, but it pivots and goes up and down. So 
it's quite exhilarating. It, it makes you feel like you're on a roller coaster. You see these things at, at the large theme parks and they have, they have one right inside their, their property in this really neat action arena, they call it. It's pretty cool. That's great. And cruise ship on land is such a good, good visual for that. For anybody who's been on a cruise. And I think for our planners who like planning cruise meetings, we know with the challenges that COVID have brought and some of the concerns for attendees of, of going back to cruise ships, you know, we know they're doing all kinds of things to keep that going well, but it's great to know the alternatives here. If you like all that action, if you get a lot of leisure time during a program, then it's all right here. Sort of one of the fun facts is this was the MGM Grand from the late 70s to mid 80s. It was Bally's from mid 80s to early 90s. And it was also Reno Hilton from the early 90s to 2006. So the Grand Sierra Resort has, within the last 10 years, hundreds of millions of dollars of investment. And it's a true convention property and very, very liked by a lot of our convention groups. So I think, give us, give us one more. Okay, I, I'll end then with the, the Hyatt Regency Lake Tahoe Resort Spa and Casino. 422 Alpine rooms, 53 suites. And they also have really amazing lakeside cottages that are right on the shores of the lake. This is one of the oldest in the Hyatt portfolio. They acquired it in the early 70s. There's some some neat history here. This was once um, a, a, a Western Teamsters hotel called King's Castle that was managed by Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> And um, it had a restaurant called Bruno's that was down by the lake. Well, the Hyatt bought the whole thing. And these lakeside cottages are, are great for uh, small association, resort-oriented, corporate retreats. There's basically 12 cottages in a horseshoe shape that all have a view of the lake. There's 48 keys down there. So if you can imagine, each cottage has an upstairs and downstairs, and it has Two keys on the bottom, two keys on the top. You either you got a king, and the other side's a double double. So that's a really unique part. In addition to the tower that they have in the wing that goes around um, the pool, they also have a spa. This is one of the only properties in Tahoe that has private shoreline. As you can imagine, there's all kinds of entities that are not allowing construction on this gorgeous lake, Alpine Lake. They have 500 feet of shoreline. So groups, uh, we've seen them do total buyouts because this is one of those equity properties for Hyatt. They work with groups. So we've seen tech groups do full buyouts, have the whole beach to themselves, do large parties. And so oh, total, they have 50,000 square feet of space, 25,000 indoor and 25,000 outdoor, many of that with lake views. So really interesting. They also have a 50-person catamaran that leaves multiple times a day during the summertime. That's a great concession or, or added ask for, for groups. They do a lot of weddings, of course, as well. And in 2020, the Hyatt Lake Tahoe and the Hyatt Huntington Beach were the only profitable properties in the entire Hyatt Corporation. That's a really cool, fun fact that Roma found. Wow. Again, I think that just speaks volumes for you guys. It's also one of the, it is the closest major convention resort on the lake to Reno's airport. So 45 minutes from baggage claim to the front doors of the Hyatt. 
which is underneath that one hour pain threshold for a lot of planners that want to put their people, take them to a really great resort, but not drive several, several hours. It's, it's very easy, very doable. And it's very beautiful and relaxing ride. Yes. I mean, with that scenery, again, we get to, we're, you know, here on our Zoom, we get to look at the background, you know, see the beautiful scenery. So sounds like a lovely drive. <laughs> so, okay, we've covered a lot of properties, but I know you guys mentioned before some of the development that's coming in. Give us like a quick snippet on what's coming. Yes, and we'll just share quickly because there's obviously, uh, we need to know more information, but we've been uh, told an announcement happened is that the Kimpton coming to Reno, and it's the IHG uh, brand, so uh, Intercontinental. And the nice thing is the first property in the last 30 some years that's going to be built from ground up. Second hotel on the river, so we're super excited for that. Sounds like they will have about 20,000 square feet of meeting space and about 270 rooms. So it's going to be another boutique uh, option for us. No gaming. Um, but they also will have some other condo residences along with some office space. So we're waiting to hear more, but we're super excited about this announcement as well. This is expected to be completed by 2023. That's the current timeline, what we've been told. So we'll absolutely keep everybody up to date. You know, it might round this out with just by stating this is not a, a comprehensive list of all the hotels and resorts in oh. our region, not, not by a long shot. We we are very fortunate and, and we shoulder the bulk of the, the marketing efforts for our area because the majority of the rooms are in Reno Sparks. However, we only represent a small slice of Lake Tahoe. So keep in mind, there is South Lake Tahoe, Nevada and California. There's also North Lake Tahoe, California. Some of the South Lake Tahoe properties to note, and we can certainly hook you up with the right Convention and Visitors Bureau folks to talk to about these. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention their names because just because you book South Lake Tahoe, California one year doesn't mean you're not coming through the Reno Tahoe International Airport and that we might not have an opportunity to welcome you back to, to the hotels in our bed base. So I will mention these by name and then you could look them up, but Mont Blue, Hard Rock, Harrah's, Harvey's. These are at the base of the Heavenly Ski Resort right in South Lake Tahoe. Then there's also Edgewood Tahoe. This is in South Lake as well. It's one of Tahoe's only lakefront golf resorts. This is where the American Century Celebrity Golf Championship Tournament is played every July. And then when you sweep back up to North Lake Tahoe, you have the village at Squaw, which is located, nestled in these beautiful mountain areas. It just takes your breath away. The resort at Squaw Creek is located there. Then you have North Star California Resort, where the Ritz-Carlton is located. And that has a really neat gondola that rides right down into their village. I wanted to bring those up because our listeners can really sink their teeth into this area. There's so much to offer. It's very, very close to Northern California, Sacramento, San Francisco, Silicon Valley. And then of course, we're all very accessible through the Reno Tahoe International Airport. So much, so much to see. <laughs> I mean, talk about endless options. It's incredible. Okay, so Roma and Marcus, you guys know by now, we like to hit on a couple of things. You've given us all the information, but we have a couple of questions we like to ask and just make sure that everybody walks away 
from this episode with sort of the a couple of big nuggets. So our top three need to knows if somebody, you know, what do we need to know about this portion of Reno Tahoe that we're talking about today? One of one of the main ones is that we're flexible. We offer flexibility and we have less restrictions in our region. Most of the resorts, as we mentioned, are independently owned, which means decision happen on property. The owner is right there. So you can think of flexible contract terms and no red tape. Um, with independent hotels and mega resorts with a, and a convention facilities, there are currently no union contracts in place. And that's definitely a big one when we're talking about your budget and your bottom line. Yeah. Um, so it's easy to do business with, as you probably came across working with some hotels that have a lot of union um, and even during the execution of the event. So think about exhibitors come in, they can set up, they can tear down, they can do it all themselves. They do not have to worry about somebody to do that for them. Um, they can plug their electricity in and then also ability to bring your own AV, which we touched on a little bit. I worked in a past in the properties and I had to send a big bill for somebody to bring their own, I mean, their outside AV company. Mm -hmm. So you're saving money on that as well in Reno. Attractively priced decor and like I said, a expert company to use. And then with the menu pricing, you're looking at 20 minimal or 20% uh, reduction or savings. Well, Roma, you covered all, all of the highlights that I, I banked in my memory. So that's great. Great. But I think Marcus has more. And I'll try to be brief here, but I think it helps people understand what our perfect size groups are. Now we can push these things, but, but generally speaking for the convention center and for citywides, that use the convention center, about 5,000 peak. Of course we can push that, but that's a, a good comfortable number. The perfect size group for just the convention center, perhaps utilizing those two hotels that are close to it, 400 to 2,000 peak. Under one hotel roof programs, 400 to 1,000 peak. We're always open to pushing these numbers. Perfect size group for some of our, our smaller convention properties, 150, 200 people. 150 peak. But as I said, we, we've seen these properties, uh, especially the Hyatt do, you know, full buyouts. And then real quickly, this extraordinary capacity, it, it's just not well known. People don't think of Reno having this kind of capacity. There's also a lot of other projects happening, uh, even, even during this economic time, during the pandemic, the announcement of the Kimpton is, is one of those things. I also want to make listeners aware that you'll see Reno Tahoe's brand, our sales team out and, and in our markets and really leveraging our partnerships with organizations like ASAE, mm -hmm. PCMA, MPI, IAEE at the national level and also at the chapter level. So we really appreciate the time and, and being able to talk about our hotels and we encourage you to investigate them more and give us a call and, and let us help give you some ideas. Right. And Marcus, you hit the nail on the head for our listeners. They don't need to wait to give you guys a call to get to know you, to learn about everything that's in Reno, right? We know a lot of times we are planning a little farther out. And even if, you know, they're not ready to book something tomorrow, start learning now because there's so much that you guys have to offer. This was great. Definitely a lot of choices. I'm not sure... Which one? I think I'd have to hop around and stay as sample the, several of them. Yes, that's the way to get to know them. You got to stay in them, sample them, experience them, and then you'll know. 
I know. And listen, guys, we, we wanted to talk to you today about, I know we had a lot of talk about the districts and the culinary. We've had so much information. Give us like, what do we need to know? Highlights of our top info on those pieces. And we may have to, we may not, we may have to come back again and dive deeper, but what can we know right now to take away? I want Roman to tell everybody about Midtown and I'll tell you, that's one of the districts that is a little misunderstood and, and not well known about. We talked about downtown. People recognize our arch, the biggest little city. They're starting to learn more about our river walk, which is in downtown. They know about our convention corridor, but the stretch from the convention corridor, which is about two miles to downtown, is something Roma is going to elaborate on, and we don't want to leave that out. It's really special. Yeah, definitely. So Midtown and Midtown hasn't been around for that long. It's kind of like one of those things that happened with the growth of the destination or, uh, you know, expanded. And it's a special part of Reno. It's a two mile stretch, like Marcus mentioned, very pedestrian friendly. um, And it's going from the convention center to downtown to the Riverwalk district as well. So your attendees can definitely explore. The cool thing about this, it's there's a lot of mom and pops, right? So everything you won't find a chain restaurant on this street, all small, a historic building that's been completely remodeled and you walk in and it's a coffee shop. So the, the, in 2020 alone, they added over $87 million in transformation of this area where they've added green spaces and bike lanes and just made it very much more pedestrian friendly. You, you, they're counting over 50 businesses and it's very unique from hardware stores to coffee shops, restaurants, bars, and the list kind of goes on, but that just kind of to give you an idea of what that area looks like. I love all that. I asked earlier about the charm. I think there's that charm. Yep. It's part of the local charm. Absolutely. And it, it's very accessible and it's looking better than ever. Very walkable. Okay. And then food. What do we need to know about the culinary scene? Hey, thanks for asking. <laughs> and we, we love, we love the food in Reno, Tahoe, and it's, Really, I think one of the things that always strikes me is that there are foodies in our area. There are people opening up restaurants that are deeply passionate about cuisine. We have an ever-expanding list of breweries, distilleries, nationally recognized chefs, farm-to-table cuisine. And there's really something for every palate. If you want casual, if you want a local favorite, if you want fine dining, you'll find these themes running through our hotels and resorts. You'll find these themes running through our event venues as well. And got to remember, we said this earlier, we're a three-hour truck drive from the most productive agricultural region in the world, the San Joaquin River Valley. And that's in California. And we're also very close to world-class wine region of Napa, Sonoma. So those all have an influence on our food and beverage. Roma, do you want to kick us off with the culinary that's in our convention facilities and, and Savor? Yeah, absolutely. So Savor is a company that handles our food and beverage in all of our own facilities, like we mentioned, which is the convention center, the bowling stadium, livestock event center, and events center, which is in downtown. Uh, basically, you know, the nice thing is that their mission fits in perfectly with the region. It's uh, enriched the guest experience, built up on your visit through food, right? So they listen, they learn. They want to grow, they want to harvest, they want to cook for you, and then they want to break bread together. That's So it kind of goes right along with how we feel. They seek out partnership locally. So with the local chefs, with local restaurants or farmers, 
to help shape the dining experience in the venues. So the so if you think about Saber is huge corporation, right? But once they come to the area, to your area, they want to mold and represent the area the way it is, right? So that's a really cool thing. So they also go, they actually have it listed right on their, on their site. They have seven local vendors as of right now, right? But that's obviously changing as, uh, as you go based on who they, who they um, order and use uh, locally. They also have a very big sustainability initiatives, right? And it's, uh, they want to minimize the carbon footprint they, because they want to uh, purchase local produce, local farming, or actually even um, the seafood. And so another thing that they also focused on is using non-petroleum-based products. Recycling and composting, it kind of comes natural to them. So, Well, I'm glancing here and I'm looking at the Atlantis got the top four restaurants in the city. This uh, number five, I've got to go there for breakfast at this uh, breakfast place that looks pretty darn good. Well, you, you bring up a good, good point, Lynn, and that's a great segue to hotels and resorts and the food and beverage within that community as well. So from daily overnight delivery of sushi to steak and seafood to in-house bakeries, casual quick bites, banquet menus, the cuisine, it really can, can please all. And they meet a high standard of culinary excellence in all of our hotels and resorts. This kind of goes hand in hand with the expectations of the clients that are coming here and the region we're in and how close we are to California, attracting gamers and that sort of thing. This is how you pay them back. This is how you probably, if you're a casino resort, you kind of start to really wow them and, and make them want to come back. And you can do these things like in the middle of the night, right after you've been gambling, um, these meals are available. So some of the best restaurants in Reno Tahoe are actually in our hotels and resorts. I mean, you'll see the names out there that you might be familiar with, Charlie Palmer's, Ruth's Chris, things like that. But that, that's just really scratching the surface. One thing to note is that this hundreds of millions of dollars over the last five, six years that these resorts have been doing have also gone into their restaurants, upgrades in, in those areas as well, and even new restaurants. I have kind of a funny story, if you'll let me share it. I am always sort of raising the bar for my daughter's birthday cakes and special events and things like that. I rely on the Atlantis a little bit, their baker over there. We, we literally have each other's cell phones and we text back and forth. And, and a lot of resorts have in-house bakeries. I just, I'm experimenting with Atlantis right now. My, my daughter, who at the time was nine, was in Girl Scouts and it was their troop party and they had sold, you know, their, their quota and everything. So I said, I wanted to make a cake that sort of is you know, in recognition of, of the Girl Scouts. And she, the baker said, text me pictures of her jacket and her sash and her patches. And I could not believe what they came up with. It literally looked like a thin mint cookie that was dressed in, in a Girl Scouts vest and had all the patches on it. And the other dads at the party said, thanks a lot, Marcus. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> the bar is so high now, I just, I'm going to give up and, and defer to you. So, yeah, I Listen, my thin mints just came in. I'm going to need to see a picture of this cake. <laughs> Marcus, I know, I know this, you know, you talked about this and we've already said, I think we're going to have to cover 
go in depth in, in all the dining and everything. Cause you're checking, you know, all the good stuff that's in hotels and resorts. And I think our planners are well-versed in knowing this, you know, you start to learn, you know, even just going to dinner with your friends, Hey, let's go to the restaurant inside this hotel. Cause they're so good. And so we've come to expect some of that. You guys have everything else. I mean, out in town, you've explained everything that's around and your patios and all your different stuff. I do have a question though. You mentioned, or or maybe it's in the notes, coffee roasteries. What is this? Is this like a is this like a brewery for coffee? Like what? Is, I'm intrigued here. Yeah, well, I'll try to answer that. <laughs> I I indulge in coffee like before a bike ride, but not regularly. But it it is delicious, and a lot of these roasteries are are popping up. It's it's a new thing in addition to breweries and distilleries, right? They they get their own beans. They get them from their special places that they want to get them from that align with their core values and beliefs. That's part of the experience for the tastings. And then they roast them their own way as well. And and they have their own way of doing things. And they may couple that with frozen rolled ice cream, or they may couple that with bakeries or with other special things that they're doing in there, including teas. So these are starting to emerge in our area and they've probably been in larger cities for a while, but we're starting to see them pop up here. It's exciting. It's just different. It's unique. And every coffee is special, right? To these passionate owners and they want to share it with you. And, and we have that scene now and it's relatively recent. Uh, one more thing. And, and that, that makes me brings to my mind about doing uh, tours Mm-hmm. Uh, in the city and going around and, and special tours that that I'm sure that you offer or you have uh, people who do do that, you know, for a living, planning oh. the grand tours. Oh, you bet, Lynn. And I'll tell you, we've got that coming up, I believe, in, a, in a, another episode. We're going to really dive deep into that. And it's not just food tours, but it can also incorporate arts and culture where the murals are incorporated or the museums are incorporated and you have a historian incorporated, that sort of thing. It's, it's, it's something we're seeing a lot of and our groups are really liking that as well. Before then, we, we dig in deep to all that on the food scene, on our culinary. Let's, let's wrap it up with this. What are our need to knows about the cuisine scene? Yeah, sure. So basically to wrap it up is that the landscape arena restaurants and Lake Tahoe food and drink scene is growing with very large variety of delectable cuisine choices. Local favorites are flourishing and then new restaurants are emerging. So, you know, a lot of bloggers, I mean, I, if I want to, if I'm going to Reno, I want to find a new restaurant. Yes, I can call Marcus and other locals, but I also like to read the food blogs. And there's so many of them writing about Reno that don't even live in Reno. That's what, that was kind of interesting thing I found. So yeah, so it's there's a lot. There's a lot. That's why they need to reach out to us, right? To the to the, your CV friends, so we can give you the latest, right? Because there's always some new f- local favorites that's popping up. Listen, Rama, I always tell you know I'm I'm the the resident event planner in my family, right? And everybody's like going and traveling somewhere, and I'm like, well, maybe I should call the CVV and ask them. Like, I immediately think like, let me get the scoop from the people who really know, you know. You should, for sure. We never mind sharing. Yeah. Even if it's for a personal trip. Okay, so what else? Yeah, what else you want to add, Marcus? Yeah, many of our region's restaurants source their produce and meats from local farmers, ranchers, 
This helps boost the economy and also keeps things fresh. We do have menu mashups. So a lot of kitchen creativity, again, something to please every palate. And don't forget to visit some of our smaller cafes, taverns in the area. As far as uh, breweries go, there's 29 and there's seven distilleries. We think that uh, that'll leave you full and happy. And we, we appreciate allowing us to, to share a little bit about our F&B scene. It's really just scratching the surface. Um, before I leave, you know, something that we're not really as well known is that there's a huge Basque influence. So when the mining started happening in California, 1849, um, these folks were immigrating and, and they were coming here and they were raising millions of sheep in the base of the Sierras. There's festivals, there's restaurants, and it's family-style eating. It's rich and hearty. Paella, chorizo, sweetbreads. That's just kind of one of the influences that you'll see here, but you'll really, you'll see so many different types of foods being offered here. And that's something that everybody kind of comes to appreciate, whether you're a visitor or a resident. So what you're saying is that we all need to go on a diet before we go to Reno Tahoe. <laughs> no, but it's okay. The next episode, we're going to cover all the outdoor adventures. So we get to go and eat it all. And then we can go hike it off. <laughs> I, I like that. It's all, it's all about balance. It's all about balance. So, okay. So we know we're about to get to dive into that stuff. You guys know, we like to put you on the spot. I know you can't choose your favorite hotel and you can't choose some of your favorites, but you got to give me a little here on your favorite, either restaurant or meal or food you know, something, it might depend on how hungry you are right now, but give it a shot. I think it was my last meal when I was in Reno was at the Anthony Steakhouse, which is the nugget, how we mentioned before in Sparks. And that's the steakhouse that they just recently remodeled. Their food is amazing. But I don't want to miss to mention is that they are, you feel like you're in Las Vegas, right? And the fine dining, high-end restaurant from service to decor, to the wine selection and the meal selection, it's top notch. But the owner specifically said, even we remodel, we put so many millions of dollars in this restaurant, we're keeping the prices the same. They used to be a long time ago. So that's the cool part. That's fine in Reno. And I'll, I'll just add that I'm, I'm a sucker for breakfast all day. So one of my faves outside of the hotels and resorts is in Midtown. It's called Two Chicks. And I, I have to recommend the Harvest Omelet and the grain-free sweet potato pancakes. And I just read about somebody's Eggs Benedict here that at this place, Ham and Eggs or whatever it's called. Peg's Legs ham- already on the blog. <laughs> Peg, Peg's Eggs, yeah. Yeah. Well, now that you guys officially have my mouth watering and... Mouth that it is past lunchtime. Marcus, sorry. <laughs> I'm sure you're ready. So I think this is a perfect place for us to, to wrap up this episode and tell you guys thank you again for running through all this information and know that we are going to come back with at least one more and dive into the outdoor and the recreation, which you guys have mentioned is what you're really coming to be known for. So, um, so we're going to wave goodbye now. And, um, and we'll catch you guys again super soon. This is great. Take care. Thank you. Our pleasure. Hi again, Planagers. Thanks for joining us for another episode. 
Be sure to check out the extra resources from this episode linked in the show notes and on our website, immwell.com. Make sure to follow So Many Places to Go podcast on Instagram and Facebook or International Meeting Managers on LinkedIn because you never know when you'll find those bonus surprises. Most importantly, we hope you reach out to our guests and partners to learn more. We know so many of you out there love to travel and experience new destinations and venues for clients and yourself. Until next time, our team will be working hard to travel the globe and bring you along to some of the most amazing places to go. This podcast is produced by Agency Podcasts. Do you have a great place we should go? Let us know in the comments, in an email, or send us a message.